Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk Podcast. We are doing an episode on Acts 15. Edwin, what is our reading for today? Verse 35. We'll read all the way to the end of the chapter. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaimed the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark. But Paul thought it best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So what we have here is the, uh, as you mentioned, the end of Acts chapter 15. In the story, it's the beginning of what we'll call the second evangelistic journey, the second missionary journey. I got to say, it doesn't seem like this one starts on the same note of, you know, optimism and joy necessarily mm-hmm. as uh, as that first missionary journey did. Got a little bit of heartburn going on here between Paul and Barnabas because of John Mark. Yeah, so we have all of this uh, 15th chapter has been a lot of contention. Maybe we could call it the contention chapter. Uh, trademark. So we could call that the contention chapter because <laughs> what you've got is this, uh, you know, this dispute about uh, about the Gentiles and do, do they need to observe Torah and be circumcised and all this. And we realized, no, that is not the gospel revealed from the Holy Spirit. The The message is true. Uh, actually, the Jews are saved like the Gentiles and, and we come to peace about this. Uh, the the message is uh, written down again in this uh, epistle that we read about yesterday. It's taken through the churches. We're back in Antioch of Syria where uh, Paul and Barnabas, Silas, they're all teaching and preaching. What is proposed is basically a rerun of the first missionary journey. Let's go back to all the churches. Let's see how they're doing. All right, and so we're going to go and we're going to edify. We're going to build up the Christians that are there. Um, But who gets to travel along with us? And Barnabas is really in tune with this idea of a rerun. Let's let's get the band back together. When we set out on that first missionary journey, it was Paul, Barnabas, and John Mark. And we're not really sure why Edwin, you, I mean, you probably got a thought about it, but for some reason, John Mark, he left. And in fact, when, when, when we were going through those episodes, I don't know that we drew a lot of attention mm-hmm. to it, but when he left, it was really right before all of the ugly persecution stuff started. So I'm not even sure that it was persecution that drove him away, but something did. And then he wasn't there when things got really bad. So so he left back in chapter 13 and verse 13. Uh, on we, a first we, missionary journey. Right. Yeah. So we see going through Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's Barnabas' hometown. Right. We see them going through Cyprus, and uh, John Mark is with them. He goes off on the journey with them. Then they get to Pamphylia, verse 13. This is Acts 13, 13. Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos, came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch in Pisidia. I will tell you, I, I do not have any knowledge 
why John Mark decided to leave. I don't really have even any opinions about why John Mark decided to leave other than it it didn't really doesn't seem to matter to Paul what the reason was. He left. Yeah. We were in the middle of the journey. We were on the way to the work. It was getting hard. He left. And he left. And and whether it was because hey, I got to take care of my mom, whether it was one of those I put my hand to the plow but I went back for just whatever reason or whether it was because he was struggling with persecution ideas doesn't seem to matter he jesus uh, jesus paul mm-hmm. has this kind of idea of you put your hand to the plow and you look back done with you mm-hmm. we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're we're you you had your shot barnabas however is a little bit more encouraging and this reminds us of that name that barnabas was given yes it because, does because how he's the son of encouragement he's the son of encouragement the son of consolation this is what the apostles have called him in calling him barnabas this is what they meant by that that he is one who encourages consoles comforts and and lifts up so that people can do the work and i know you you've got some great insight on on that name and, and all the implications thereof i'm just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say this real quick before we get into all that no, i'm not even gonna get into all that you, uh, you, you might get into that Hey, Barnabas is a guy that's willing to give people a second chance. Yeah. When other people would not, Barnabas did. And uh, that was true, certainly, for Saul of Tarsus in, uh, in Acts chapter 9. And, and now I, it's not out of character for Barnabas that we see him going to bat for John Mark and, and bringing him a second chance. Okay, maybe I'll get into the name stuff just a little bit because it really does play, play together well. One of the things I learned, and really I just learned it a month or two ago, and I presented a lesson about this as we've been in some of this COVID-19 stuff and having to do online lessons and video learning and teaching. I did a lesson on this called um, Being Barnabas because mm-hmm. I looked up and I learned that actually Barnabas doesn't mean son of encouragement. Barnabas, the Aramaic name, actually means son of the prophets. Mm-hmm. And so when Luke calls him, Bar- or when Luke says that it means son, son of, of encouragement. encouragement or son of consolation, he's not making a mistake. I think he's making a point. Mm-hmm. And what he's actually saying is, I'm, I'm not telling you, Theophilus, here's what the the Aramaic word means in Greek. I mean, if, if Luke's goal had been, Theophilus, you're Greek, you won't know what this means, I got to give you the translation, then he could have also done that for the word Joseph, which in that same passage, Joseph means the Lord is added mm-hmm. or added by the Lord. But he, doesn't, he didn't feel the need to explain. Now, Joseph means added by the Lord. And then he was named Barnabas, which means son of prophets. Yeah. So he's making a point, and the point that he is making is this is what prophets do. Prophets are those who encourage, those who console. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 3, when Paul talks about the role of prophecy, Mm -hmm. he explains that that's what the gift of prophecy is all about, encouragement and consolation. And so Luke is explaining when he says Joseph was named Barnabas, which being interpreted means son of consolation or son of encouragement. He's saying he is this kind of person. He is... He is like the prophets in that his job is to encourage people to get to the work. And and one of the things that really brought that up for me is I just happened to look up. Since Barnabas is an Aramaic name, mm-hmm. I thought I would look up. Well, I wonder if we've got the Aramaic word for prophet in the Old Testament. And we actually do. It's three times, and all three of them are in Ezra. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. trying to say that that's the, the key to the insight. It was just, uh, I think, coincidental. But in that case, what we find are the prophets Zechariah and Haggai Mm -hmm. as they are encouraging and supporting the Jews to build the temple. They had gotten back from Babylonian captivity. 
They had started the temple, and it had gone nowhere. Mm -hmm. They ended up being counseled against. They lost heart. And so these prophets come along, and they support them. They encourage them. Their words are not always just lovely to hear. Sometimes it's a swift kick in the pants. But what they ended up doing was getting the temple built. All right, now let's bring that to Barnabas and why this actual issue with John Mark is a powerful example of that being the son of consolation, being the son of encouragement. Because what have we got? We've got a guy who, I don't know if he lost heart, but for some reason he left the work. Of kingdom building. Of kingdom building. Yeah. Again, distracted. I don't know. Uh, Discouraged. I've heard homesick. I don't know. Homesick. I don't know. Scared. I don't know. Whatever it was, he left the work Mm -hmm. of kingdom building. And Barnabas says, let's bring him along again. Yeah. He he really is taking that that role of Haggai and Zechariah who says, I get it. You let the work go fallow. Now I'm going to encourage you. That's right. And that's exactly what happens. And so now Paul and Barnabas split ways. That's right. That seems very negative on the surface, but... Well, I think one of the things that it allows for is the second missionary journey is actually a two-pronged missionary journey. If you want to get out a map and sort of trace along the way they went, what happens Not while is, you're driving. Yeah, again, not while you're driving. Um, you got Barnabas taking John Mark, and he does sail to Cyprus, which seems to be the map of the first missionary journey. That's where they went first. What was the proposal? Let's go back to all the churches where we've been and encourage them, build them up. Well, that's exactly what we see Barnabas doing. Okay, John Mark, we're going to head that way in the same order we went. Paul takes Silas, this other teacher and prophet who had accompanied them from Jerusalem, and uh, they go a new way. They trek over land. They head north through Cilicia, which now we're going to go into Paul's old stomping ground, Tarsus. Uh, and, and so he gets to go back to his homestead, bringing the gospel. And he hadn't been there uh, since early days of his conversion. And so we have the division and we are, I think I'm programmed to believe that every time there's a separation or division, it's just a terrible, awful, bad thing. But here's a place where they, they had a disagreement about exactly how this work should be run, but it ends up being a positive thing because now we're covering twice the ground. Well, and what they're not divided about is doctrine. Is doctrine is this gospel message, which you know the whole chapter has been wrapped up in. We're straight on that, right? We're yes. straight on that, and they are. But here's this difficulty of personality. Mm? Uh, yeah, personality. Yeah. And one of the things that I do think is important to note here is that Barnabas's approach ends up paying off. I like even, that. Even from Paul's perspective, because in Paul's final letter. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11, as he's writing to Timothy, it seems, if, if we're right traditionally and historically about this, as he is coming to his death and he is in his final imprisonment and he's, he's going to be executed and he's sending some of these final words to Timothy, one of the things he says, 2 Timothy 4, 11, bring Mark. Mm-hmm. He is useful to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, historically, traditionally speaking, it's the same Mark that we're dealing with here. And so... so Barnabas's encouragement and consolation and comfort and exhortation pays off. Hey, and just to build on that, again, traditionally speaking, Mark, John Mark, is the inspired writer of the Gospel of Mark. Yeah. And his close association with the Apostle Peter ties back into Jerusalem, uh, is, is thought to be very influential in all of that writing as well. Well, so think about this. Paul did some amazing stuff. 
And, and we can attribute to Paul some great work by the grace of God, by the power and strength of the Lord. He impacted a whole lot of people. But Paul, acting the way Paul acts and using the gifts that Paul has given to him, would have overlooked John Mark. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It takes a Barnabas mm-hmm. to work with a John Mark. But there's probably a whole lot of people that Paul was able to influence that Barnabas would not have. And so one of the things this demonstrates is how the different personalities, you know what, we need the Arnold Palmer. It's okay for you to be sweet tea and for me to be lemonade. It's all right. It can still work. And this is how the gospel gets out. We, because I, my, I love this. My, my wife says something when, when we start talking about, I don't think they really like me. She says, that's okay. Nobody gets to be everybody's Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. And, and the idea there is, I mean, Chick-fil-A sauce is amazing. Okay. Right. It's wonderful. How can you not like Chick-fil-A sauce? But nobody gets to be everybody's Chick-fil-A sauce. Some people would rather have honey mustard or ranch or whatever. And that's just the idea that different kinds of people, different personalities appeal to different folks. Yes. And that's why we need them all. Yes. Because there are going to be folks that you appeal to. Uh They're going to be, I, I think there might be some that I appeal to. Definitely the people eating Chick-fil-A right now are Definitely feeling you. Definitely the people eating Chick-fil-A. Like, this guy speaks my language. Yeah, absolutely. We are getting no kickbacks from that. Just letting you know. We're not being sponsored. Not yet. No, no. I'm Never. That's why we get emails. That's why we get emails. <laughs> Look, let's, uh, let's just wrap this, this up This episode brought to you by Special Sauce. <laughs> Before we completely crash and burn and get distracted by Chick-fil-A, let's just bring this back in that we need Barnabases, we need Pauls, we need all of that. The gospel, the kingdom is made up of all of these folks. And it's sometimes, a body. It's a body. Sometimes, sometimes we don't always see things the same way, and sometimes that even means we part ways and go in different directions. But as long as we're still focused on the word of God, that just produces multiplication. Amen. It, it's not actually division. It's multiplication. If we're still focused on God, his will, and led by what he has revealed by his spirit. It's been a great week. We've discussed some great things. There's so much here in Acts 15. I don't think we've kept a single one of these episodes under 15 minutes this week. We've tried, but we want to say to you before we wrap up, we'd love to hear what you're learning. Send us a message at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for the time that we've had each day to open up your word, to study it. Father, these have been some challenging things and challenging times among your people and in your church that are recorded for us in Acts 15. And yet we are built up by studying these things, by learning better the truth of your gospel, that one message that saves souls and changes lives. And Father, we consider today that there's different personalities coming to your word. We've talked about uh, this week people's baggage and different backgrounds that people have as they come to your word. And yet, Father, you make us new and you make us one in Christ. And we pray that we would use our talents, our personality, and the opportunities you place in our life to share the word of God with others, that we are encouraged by what we've learned and studied and discussed this week in Acts 15. And God, we pray that we might walk this day for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. We're going to be wrapping up the chapter today. I'm going to kick kick off with the verse we started, or I'm going to kick off today with the verse we ended with yesterday. Trademark. You know what? We need the Arnold Palmer. It's okay for you to be sweet tea and for me to be lemonade.